Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our lexi for this week is sidero, sidero, or iron. In a past episode of Kefi Life, the podcast, I shared with you my family's New Year's Day tradition of touching iron on the first day in January as a symbol to stay strong throughout the year. There's an element of strength when we think about iron. This hard metal has been revered as a prestigious one because of its rigid nature, which is commonly attributed to the quality of its metier. When swords made of iron started being produced in the 6th and 5th centuries BC, they were superior to older blades, presenting an advantage on the battlefield. Iron also signifies hard work because it took centuries of significant effort to dig out iron and then melt it and work it to create tools and weapons. Iron has always been a valuable resource and closely tied to blood, sweat, and tears. Interesting that one of the toughest and most grueling athletic events in the world is titled The Iron Man. May we each embrace the endurance and strength of Sidero. This is Kira Moran, President of Kingdom Farms and proud sponsor of Kefi Life. Kingdom Farms provides organic meats, poultry, and fish throughout the USA. Kingdom Farms has been blessed for 52 years with providing the highest quality foods to all our customers. Please contact Kingdom Farms for your culinary needs at www.kingdomfarms.com. Introducing the brand new Quad Pod Podcast Network. We're adding new podcasts every day. Visit qodpod.com and meet our podcasters. That's qodpod.com. I'm so happy that you've joined uh, the Kefi Life podcast today as we investigate and explore ways to harmonize the mind, the body, and the spirit. Today, we're going to really focus on the mind. In front of me, I have a woman who I believe is um, got lethal mental capacity, and I mean that in only the best way. She is, Sarah Fix is, the owner of Endurance Sports, a club for athletics ranked sixth internationally. She's an Ironman top seventh female winner in the world in her age group. And she's got, I think, is it her 29 or 30th coming up? I'm going to do 29. 29. Okay, so, 29. Her, so her 29th Ironman is coming up. And today we're going to get down to business and we're going to talk about mental toughness, how it plays into athletics, and furthermore into life. Sarah Fix, welcome. I have goosebumps. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. It's so good to have you here, and I want to. I want the audience to get an idea of who you are and what you've been through with Ironman. Your Ironman's coming up in three weeks. This is your 29th. Um, how difficult is it to prepare for an Ironman, and what's harder, the qualifying or the actual participation in the Ironman? So what Kiki's referring to is... Um, she's talking about the Ironman competition, which some people think it's a weightlifting. I mean, people don't really always know, but I'm an endurance athlete. So I swim, I bike and I run. The Ironman became kind of my distance in triathlon. I was not a great sprinter, not great at Olympic distance because I'm not a great swimmer. I learned to swim 
for the sport of triathlon. I was an adult when I learned this actual sport. So heading into my thirties and as a mom and, um, and anyway, so I, um, really, you know, kind of have the engine of a locomotive. So I was able to really, um, do well, kind of right off the bat, relatively well at 70.3, which is half an Ironman and Ironman distance. And that race would be a two and a half mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a marathon, which is 26.2. And I did my first one in 1999. And six weeks later, I did my second one. And then, you know, right about then I was getting married and, uh, or I'd just gotten married. And so we decided I was pretty old. So I thought, oh, I should have a baby. So I had a baby and then I had another baby about a year apart. And then David said, well, do you want to race again? I said, oh, absolutely. So I went to my third Ironman in 2002, Ironman Wisconsin, and I was 15th female overall. And I won my age group and I got a spot to Kona. And Kona is what uh, Kiki is referring to is the qualifying. That's the world championships. So since then, I've gone on to do five, I think it's five or six Konas. Um, And then obviously I've done a lot of Ironmans around the country and so on. So um, I will be going to my 29th Ironman in Texas um, in three weeks. Sarah, first of all, congratulations. I tip my hat to you, not only for the physical endurance of the competition, but also the mental contest, which you have clearly participated in very well. And my, my question to you is, how do you, this is not something that's common for most people. Right. This is kind of like a top 2% type of thing. Right. And most people do an Ironman or two Ironmans or three, and then they, and and that's what I do for a living too. I'm a coach. So I have dealt with every type of person in all different times in their lives that have decided to try and take Ironman on. And some of the most, I mean, elite athletes that I coach or that are in part of our club or are actual coaches in our club. You know, you don't see the staying power. They just, life gets in the way, whether it's work or children. Um, And for some strange reason, I do have three, I mean, it's not strange, but I have three children. I own my own company um, and I have a really full life outside of my sport. Um, But it doesn't matter, like through injury, through all the times in my life, for some reason, I've been able to find Ironman as a, as a safe place for me and a place that I like, um, to keep, continue to, to work on. I, 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 it's blows my mind. It's 20 years I've been doing this now. Um, and yeah, I never get tired of it. I never get tired. I never, I, the drive never ends to try and be better. And you know, Sarah, you said something, I'm sorry to cut you off. You said something that life gets in the way. Come on, honey. Life always gets in the way. But the problem with that is that the way we view it. And that's what I want you to talk to us about today is how you view fighting through those obstacles. So what I'd like for you to address or answer is your most difficult challenge in the last 28, 29 years and your most exhilarating experience with Ironman. All right. So I would say the most, oh gosh. Okay. So, well, I would honestly, I think it might've been, if this race goes as well as I'm hoping, um, I would have to say that this may have been one of the most challenging times. I broke my shoulder in October. Um, and obviously you all know that the pandemic has been 
difficult on small businesses and all racing stopped. So my revenue stream of having athletes that want to have me as a coach, you know, why would they want me as a coach? There's no races out there. So I had to find new ways to make Endurance successful in this past year and a half. And we did a lot of creative things and we are still in motion and actually just did Ironman Wisconsin and finished third overall as a club. So like our club stayed together, that sense of community and all that great stuff. So during this pandemic, it's been really, really trying on me as far as a business owner, but I also broke my shoulder. So that's a lot of stress, right? And then my kid's going off to college. So, you know, I I think honestly that this training period and getting through this hurdle from the injury to the pandemic um, and just jumping out on the other side, I think has been one of the most challenging times and I could go on and on about it, but, um, and how did I prevail? I just sort of put, you know, a schedule together and said, okay, here are your races and this is what you have to do. And whenever someone puts a challenge in front of me, I, I don't know what, I just like, it just turns me on and I start working. So you, you don't, you don't get bitter, you get better. So when you, when the challenging time comes up, you say to yourself, I'm not even thinking about this. This isn't an option to give up. No, not ever an option. And that's the same thing in Ironman. A lot of people, and Kiki and I were talking about this earlier. A lot of people do Ironman. They have one good Ironman, then they have a bad Ironman. They DNF and then they, you know, don't do the time that they wanted. And in my entire Ironman career, I've never gone one minute over 12 hours. And I can... What's an average time? Like, for amateurs, it is typically about 12 to 15 hours for amateurs. And for pros, male and female, it's going to be a different... The fastest time for a male pro in the world ever was, I believe, a 745 that was just broken in Germany. Um, But... You know, men typically eight ish, and then women, women pros nine thirty to ten thirty, um, depending on the level of course, where it is, the conditions, the heat. I mean, that all plays a part. But I've never, not once, I've had one DNF, and that's when I crashed um, in Arizona and was taken off the course. Other than that, I finished every single Ironman I've ever started, and I've never gone one minute over 12 hours. And I can probably say, if you want to talk about mental toughness, my my ex-husband, David Fix, said to me one time, when I first started the sport, he said to me, if you, if you go a minute over 12 hours, you're going to lose your audience. And that must have stuck with me because I never have ever gone a minute over 12 hours. And I'm pretty sure my audience would have stuck around, but just I didn't want to find out. Sarah, isn't it incredible? And I think this speaks to your mental ability, but to what we can learn from. And that is that what happens is what we tell ourselves. What we tell ourselves. Our thoughts are a lot stronger than what we think our body can do. You broke your shoulder. You had some other things that happened to you physically that you fought through. Other people would be like, I'm going to die. Right. And you're like, until I got shot, I'm going. I'm going. (laughs) My business partner one time said, someone said, well, how does she do it? Like, I don't get it. Like, how does she do it? And he he said, until they tell her at the finish line to stop, she will not stop moving. (laughs) And I think that also is one other character trait I never realized about myself that I just like it always becomes more and more clear is I'm happier in motion. 
I don't like sitting down. I don't like, I am happier in motion and in movement. And when I'm training and when I'm riding hundred mile bike rides, it's rare that you would not see me smiling or when I'm running. And I've noticed this, I, I, I have a coach who I love, Ryan Giuliano, who's a phenomenal athlete. And I've written him a bunch of times recently and just said, Ryan, I'm pinching myself because my smile, when I'm running, I'm like, you, I was having a period where I wasn't as happy when I was running and my smile is back. Like my, you know, so I don't know. I, I feel, I feel pretty confident and I'm, I'm excited that I got through this hurdle. And you'd ask me one other question. Oh, I asked you and I just wanted to say that, um, before I add the, the most exhilarating oh, part of it, but really quick, cause we have about two minutes left, Sarah Fix, which yeah. I could talk to you for years is, um, I think that's important is that staying in motion because we release endorphins. We also, things in motion catch the attention of others, including ourselves. It's very, very important for us to create harmony in the mind, the body, and spirit to move that body. If something's hurting, go out and kind of move it. Just get it lubricated. And I'm not a doctor, but we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. So most exhilarating experience in Hawaii. And also tell us about Beat the Bird, which is coming up. Okay. So Beat the Bird is my 5K, which... Uh, Brian Liston was one of the first people that inspired me into this to do this. He said, Hey, what if you turn this into a race? And that was 10 years ago. I was like, Oh, I've never done like become a, a race director. I don't know how to do that. He said, well, I'll give you a donation and we'll get started on that. So that was my beginning of beat the bird. And this year I'm really excited about it because we are going to be giving the money to, um, the Hinsdale community house and, to the Trinity Sober Living, all for mental awareness and wellness, because I think our community now is struggling so much and our children are struggling and our families are struggling and my customers are struggling with all the stuff through the pandemic. So this year, I want to give something to start a movement to start to help everybody in our community and know that there is safe places if you're struggling with that aspect of your life. So it's the 5k, it's in Fullersburg, it's on Thanksgiving, and it's awesome. So sign up, beat the bird, go to the Endure It, which is my company, Endure It Sports website. It says beat the bird, hit the link, and you're ready to go. Um, And then exhilarating, she said the most exhilarating... I feel like I've had a lot of exhilarating times, but when you do qualify for Kona and you go to race against the best in the world, it's pretty exhilarating. And I, I don't know. There's just been a lot of times there that have been really, really exciting for me. Um, gosh, I wish I knew one exact time. Like a sunrise, a sunset, crossing the finish line, seeing your kids. Oh God, finish lines. I love finish. Okay. I'll tell you the most exhilarating for me. One thing. If this can get a shout out, Mike Riley, everybody says it, everybody I coach, we all work for that 140.6 miles to hear Mike Riley, the voice of Ironman say, Sarah Fix, you are an Ironman. And sometimes I put that on my um, like Instagram or something because he'll say like, oh, Sarah Fix, your first Ironman is a joke. And then, um, you know, he'll say you are an Ironman and, or the 25th or whatever number he yells out. It's just so exciting. I just love hearing that. Sarah, I did we, it again. I started with goosebumps and I ended with goosebumps. And as we conclude this interview, I'll just have to have you back again uh, after your event in three weeks. And you guys will have to hear. And I know you're going to do amazing. Uh, please tell us where people can come and find out more about you, your website, your business, and just give yourself a plug. 
Um, yeah, just Endurance Sports is my company. We've got a website and we're located in Naperville and Westmont. Seraphix Coaching is my coaching brand. And I coach predominantly Ironman and half Ironman athletes. Our company um, coaches, you know, sprint to Ironman. We have training. It's a training facility. We do run club, swim team, and cycling coaching right there in the facilities. It's a retail. We do. We sell bikes. We sell soft goods. We sell anything you need to get you on that start line. And I think my, the best thing, you know, one, I live it every day. I never give up. I, I'm out there so I can. I would never ask an athlete to do anything I wouldn't do myself. So I'm still there. I'm empathetic. I'm your person to help you guys find your finish lines. And that message is resounding from the top down for all my coaches and staff at Endurit to help people find their finish line. Well, you continue to truly inspire me, and I wish you continued mental strength, which you don't need that. You're going to do it, and I can't wait to see you cross that finish line. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see you soon, okay? Yep. Thank you, Kiki. Thank you. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. This Ola Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010 taking care of all your real estate needs. The aphorism, life is a marathon, not a sprint, is one that resonates when demonstrating a journey, quite possibly the journey of life. Common sense tells me that we do desire reaching the finish line in one piece with a reward awaiting us. That reward can be gained mentally, physically, spiritually, or all of the above. Our job is to develop ourselves in order to endure a high threshold leading to victory at the finish line. Whatever the aim, setting smaller pre-achievable goals will give you and me the stamina to persevere through bumps in the road, setbacks, hurdles, and obstacles. Keep this one top of mind. A little progress each day adds up to big results. Here are my four Olekala tips to reach your personal finish line. Set many small targets be specific, write it down, and not too many at a time. Now let's get working all the way to the end zone. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.